Welcome to The Copy Table, the podcast for copywriters who want to get new ideas and inspiration for building and scaling a business you love. In this podcast, hosts Grace Fortune, Nicole Morton, and Erin Pennings bring new topics and guests to the table every single episode. We're spilling the beans on how you can use your interests and expertise to define what success means to you and take steps to achieve it. Welcome back to The Copy Table. Today, we're turning the spotlight on Grace and taking a deep dive into her copywriting business. We're going to go behind the scenes to see how she developed her approach to copywriting, found her audience, and unlocked her secret sauce. And we can't wait to dive in as Erin and I interview her. Yes. So I am excited to be asking you this, Grace. What is it that you truly see as your secret sauce? Because I think you have so many. So what is it? that you see as your secret or not so secret sauce? (laughs) Well, thanks guys. Yeah, Erin, I'm glad you asked that. I've always had kind of trouble answering that question because I've always felt like I'm kind of a jack of all trades. And sometimes I feel like I'm not amazing at anything, which is, I know BS. I know you guys would tell me that I'm absolutely wrong. 100% BS. (laughs) But if I had to pinpoint a couple of things that make me like make my secret sauce what it is like I since I help with course launch strategy I'm very good at kind of like the the trifecta that I think goes into it strategy which encompasses like launch strategy how you're going to approach it like marketing strategy basically how to get from point a to point z I'm really really good at mapping that out and figuring out okay what needs to be done at each step to make the thing happen there's also implementation so like not only do I know how to strategize a launch. I also know how to make it run. So I know how to set up a course like in Kajabi, for example. I know how to make a course in, you know, I can make you a course in a Google document if you wanted to. Like there's so many ways that you could go about it and I can help you at every step of the way. And then I'm also, I'm also a pretty dang good copywriter. So Mm -hmm. basically you need all of those things in order to effectively launch a course. And not only that, but there's another little thing that you need from anybody that you get support from. You need you need a cheerleader, and I'm a pretty dang good cheerleader. Yes, you are. <laughs> I can ten ten will endorse. Yeah, I 100 agree. If if there's any room that I'm in, I want Grace there. <laughs> and you have had me in in the rooms that you're in <laughs> several times now, literally but, uh, and figuratively. Yeah. I really get, I get so much joy out of watching the transformation, watching somebody go from not knowing how to launch their course, to getting it all set up and out into the world. It's just, I just think that there's so much potential in, in, a, in a launch. So if I can, you know, support somebody and help them through that, then I think that that's time well spent. And as far as being like a, a cheerleader, it's one of those it's one of the, it's almost like a karma kind of thing. I want people to feel supported and I want to feel supported as well. Yes. And I do. So I like to pay that forward to anybody that I come in contact with. That's just one of the values of my business. So Grace, what kind of led you to this point where you found out that this is something that you not only are really good at, but that you truly love? Hmm. I, I'm not sure if I have an answer where there was like one defining moment where I realized that it was what I love and what I'm good at. For me, it was just like a combination of all of the skills that I've learned throughout my work history. And and frankly, like as far as the cheerleader part goes, I, in my other jobs, like I've often kind of felt a little bit isolated and not really 
supported in my own work. So mm. I want to make sure that nobody that I work with now feels that way, right? I want people to feel cared for and supported and, and cheered on and that they can, that they have somebody in their corner that believes in what they do. So to me, that was really, really important. As far as like the tangible skills, but as you know, I started in my business three years ago as almost three years ago now as a VA. So I learned all about how to to do the technical implementation side. And I've watched my biggest client. He's a financial advisor. You've heard me talk about him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he He's very much like into the marketing aspect of like Dan Kennedy, Dave D, like the the OG marketing kind of people. So I watched I watched him apply those principles to his launches and helped him implement them. And that's kind of where I learned the marketing aspect and the strategy part of it from. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's kind of a, an amalgamation of everything that I've done in, in the past couple of years, as as well as principles that I believe in from my own my own work history. I hope that's, that's- a I hope that answers that question effectively. It really does. And, you know, I just want to take that a little bit deeper. And so it led you to your business. How do you apply it within your business? Like you're you're a natural cheerleader and you're really good at process and you're really good at systems, but how do you sprinkle in grace magic into your business? Because at the end of the day, and we've talked about this before, what we do is a commodity, but our business makes it special because we apply our our secret sauce and we apply our experience and we apply our frameworks and we apply our processes. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you, how did you gracify your business? <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I mean, to be totally candid, I'm still working on that. Everything is a work in progress. Whenever I start a course launch project, I always have incorporate process into it by creating like a, a board, whether it's in Trello or Asana or teamwork. I typically for client facing projects, where they have to go in and kind of see progress and milestones, I will set it up in whatever tool they use. So, you know, there's a variety of them, like ClickUp, like I've mentioned, Asana and Trello. I'll set up like a step-by-step kind of process for what they need to do on their end. And then for my own business behind the scenes, I use um, ClickUp. So for, for every every task and every deliverable, there's always going to be like to-dos, due dates. And I'm very, very rigid about making sure that everything is scheduled and including touch points. So if I know that I need to check in on, you know, uh, the status of, let's say a client didn't hire me to do copywriting, but I know that that needs to be done. I will re- set a reminder for myself to, you know, check in with them and make sure that they're on track. And I make sure that every touch point that I have involves some sort of cheerleading in some way, like, hey, I, like I wanted to check in with you. You know, I know how awesome you are at this, at this whole copy copy thing like how how's everything going can can I support you in any way making sure that they feel you know they feel like I I care about what they're doing because I do yeah um so yeah as far as like the cheerleading yeah I make sure that that's incorporated in my interactions it's it's kind of like a checklist I'm like do they do they feel supported in this interaction and if I feel that the answer is yes then it's okay to send out if it doesn't then I don't send it out until Mm -hmm. it but yeah, as far as the the processes, I, I rely very heavily on project management tools, and I've templatized a lot of a lot of these sort of things so that I don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. Ooh, and, that's so important. Yeah, it is because I could spend hours making a Trello board or making an Asana board, 
and I don't want to do that. So <laughs> I make sure that everything is already, you know, pre-made and pre-set up as much as possible. So all I have to do is just copy and paste or duplicate a board and, and share it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. so as far as marketing strategy, I read everything I can get my hands on. So as far as like marketing strategy, again, I've learned a lot from the OG people like Dave D and Dan Kennedy, but I've also incorporate a lot of the newer marketing strategies from people that align more with my personal values, because I find that a lot of the OG marketers, they go a lot more hard on like the, like the pressure and the, the sales yes. that a lot of people don't like anymore. Like that kind of paradigm is shifting. Marketing is getting sleazy and I don't, I don't subscribe to the whole sleazy marketing thing. So I basically taken what I like from the older methods and gotten rid of what I don't like and applied the newer stuff. I know we had been planning to talk about tools in another conversation. I still think that <laughs> that's important to, to do like in a, in a full episode, but I do want to find out because you've touched on them. What do you see are essential tools for running your business? Oh gosh. I live and die by my project management tool, ClickUp. Like I, I open that thing. It's open now. Like it's constantly open. I have it open at the start. Like as soon as my computer boots up, ClickUp is open. That I think is instrumental because I, I have the memory of a goldfish. So if I don't have those reminders, <laughs> I will forget. And, you know, balls will get dropped. The world will end. You know how it goes. <laughs> as far as uh, like tools for copywriting, a couple of my favorite ones are I have gotten experimented with like the AI stuff, like Jasper, ChatGPT. I don't rely on them because obviously they're not very good. And I just use them mostly for ideas and inspiration, just to kind of clarify. But they are valuable. I, I also use Justin Blackman's new tool. Um, what is it? Verbatim? Hashtag verbatim. Yes. Thank you. Verbatim. Oh my gosh. If you're listening, Justin, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've learned a lot from, from him as well, as far as getting like voice down you know, write like anybody, like that's, yeah, that's extremely valuable. There's a tool that I actually really like. If I'm, if I'm trying to figure out a way to reward something, there's a tool called Quillbot and it's another AI tool. And I, I love it actually. It's, it's giving me so many different ideas. Like I, again, use it for inspiration, not for finalized copy. <laughs> Hemingway, Hemingway, I also use frequently. And I didn't mean to put you on the spot to be like, what do you want? But you, you brought up some and it seems like they're integral to delivering your secret sauce, to delivering what it is that you do so well. So yeah. I think it's an important <laughs> component. If, if you could have anyone walking into a room and knowing what it is that you do, what would you want them to come to you for? If I could literally do one thing all day, it would probably be having conversations like this and helping people plan out how they want to approach their launch. I enjoy writing copy, but it's not it's not something that I live and die by. Like I don't feel like I'm gonna, you know, die if I don't get right words on the page. I want to help people plan and strategize and then have them, you know, go forth and make magic happen. That that I think would be my ideal, my ideal spot. But there was there was actually a couple more tools there that I wanted to touch on because they're valuable too. As far as like bookkeeping and accounting goes, I use Stripe, I use QuickBooks. There's also, there's actually this one really cool tool that I've used a long time ago that kind of let them talk to each other. It was like an integration kind of tool. I, I don't remember the name of it now. I'll find it and see if I can put it in the show notes. 
but it was really, really cool because they don't talk to each other natively. So if you make a invoice in Stripe, it doesn't automatically go in QuickBooks. But there's a ton of other tools you can use for that. Like there's HoneyBook, Dubsado, Wave, a whole bunch of other things. I mean, obviously the, the, the basics, there's the Microsoft Word suite, there's the Google suite, like Google Docs, spreadsheets, all of that kind of stuff. Those are, I consider those essential. Oh, I also use, I mean, this is for other projects, but I actually use Adobe a lot for making PDFs. I use Canva for design as well. I do some design work. Those, those are, I would consider my essential tools. I want to know, touching on Aaron's question, so your ideal prospect walks up to you in the room, but has that always been the case or has your business changed over time? It's definitely changed. I would, I would say that previously I would have, like, if you would have talked to me two years ago, I would have said, yeah, I want to, like, I just want to write copy. But that's no longer the case. I've I've gotten a real a real passion for for strategy, and I've yeah, and and frankly, I think I'm pretty good at it. So you are very good at it. Thank you. Yeah, and I just I want to keep doing that as much as I can. I would say strategy is when I come to you, Grace, and I'm like, man, I've got a problem. I need to talk it out. Your calmness, your ability to just think through it, helps me come up with the solutions. And I cannot put enough value on, mm-hmm. on the assistance and, and what it is that you bring to my business for that very reason, because you're, I don't know, that strategy, that being able to see the, the big picture and then dive down into the tactics mm-hmm. is not something that is particularly common. But I think that's something the three of us have in common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And it's, and it's nice because like we basically have each other on speed dial. So like it's, if any one of us has a problem, like the other one of us are going to have a solution typically, right? Even if it's just like, you know, how do I say to my contractor that they're, you know, that their writing isn't up to snuff? Like, how do I word to my client that, okay, you haven't paid me, you need to pay me, right? Like we talk through that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. strategize our, our approach. It's yeah, it is a it is a really valuable skill, and I think that a lot of more people would benefit from developing that for sure. How did you develop that? And in, in to shine the light back onto you, Grace. <laughs> I think observation, watching, watching how other people approach, how uh, how other people have approached similar problems. I, I do consider myself to be pretty intuitive, so a lot of it does I, I it does come kind of naturally in a way. If I don't know an answer, I always I'm not afraid to go in and Google and look things up, right? Like if I don't, if I genuinely don't know how to respond to something, then I'll I'll do my research and figure out okay, what like what is the best approach to this? What are the pros and cons of like? Are there any pros and cons to the advice that I'm giving to somebody? Like if I'm going to give somebody advice on how to approach something, I don't just spout it off the top of my head. I want to make sure that I'm thinking, trying to think through all of the angles. I think that's a skill that can be developed. I don't think that that's something that's focused on enough is thinking through all of the angles. And I, I'm not sure if that's a really great answer to your question, but to tell you the truth, I don't have a specific moment where I'm like, this is how I became good at strategy, but just research, intuition. Um, that's how. That's all I've got for that one. So I've got a tin can on a string back to past Grace three okay. years ago. What would you like to tell her? Oh my gosh. So I think that if I were to tell myself anything over the last three years, it's that 
like don't be afraid to put your you know put your hand up and talk to people and you know offer support be continue being kind like it doesn't always you know it doesn't always pay off immediately and you shouldn't look at it as how how is this going to pay off you can develop like a name for yourself by just being present and showing up and continue continue doing that and you know in 3 years your life will be totally different right like when i first started my business like i you know nobody knew who i was nobody nobody knew grace fortune and now like a lot of people a lot of people in the copywriting space know who i am now so it's all about kind of building getting to know people showing that you that you care about them you're not just there to to schmooze or network or <laughs> land that land the big fish client like you're you are there because you care about the industry and you care about the people that you work with so just keep on doing that you're on the right track is what I tell myself you are on the right track Grace Fortune that's we wholeheartedly agree I remember the first time I saw you in one of the cop copywriter club things <laughs> and how much things have changed and grown in your business in those last, it's probably been three years. It was probably right around the time you were, you were, you're jumping in and it's been so fun to watch and mm -hmm. to grow together. Yeah. I feel like the three of us are like, like those kids who got to know each other, like in high school and we're just going off into the big wide world and having, you know, making a name for ourselves. I think it's really fun. Awesome. Any closing thoughts, Erin? Uh, I can say so much about grace um, <laughs> and I will, if you get me into a corner, like at a cocktail party, I'm pretty sure if you want to talk about grace fortune, I can talk <laughs> your ear off and about how awesome I, I think you are. So I think in terms of closing thoughts, what I wish everyone knew about you is maybe a good way to end this. And I wish everyone knew how much you care, how deeply, seriously you, you take anyone else's problems and how committed you are to helping them find a solution that works for them. It doesn't mean that it's the solution that you pick for you or for someone else, but you find something that works for them and it always feels good. I never hang up the phone with you or leave an engagement with you of some kind and just say, man, that was painful. Like you make it fun. I'm glad that, I'm glad you're on my team, but um, I think everyone should know that you're on their team too. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. So, and my closing thoughts are, I wish people knew more about how intuitively you approach each project and how thoughtful you are in building the strategy with, you know, the necessary components without, and make it sustainable and make it actionable and doable. So I love that about you and about your approach. And I think your clients and your community benefit tremendously from that. Mm -hmm. Wow, thank you guys. You guys are making me blush. <laughs> That's the point. All right, so if people want to get a good dose of Grace Goodness, where do they find you? So you can find me on my website, gracefortune.com. You can email me, grace at gracefortune.com. You can find me all over socials, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, it's Grace Fortune is my handle across all of them. So if you wanna connect, um, definitely grab me a line. I'd be happy to talk things over with you as well. Wonderful. So let's wrap this episode of The Copy Table where Grace Fortune and Erin Pennings and me, Nicole Morton, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.